0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Underhive Law Keepers podcast, the number one Necromunda Law podcast as listened to by Nathan while he's having a shower. As always, I am Spamiel and to my right, the medicinally manufactured manvent, Nathan.
1: Yet another top shelf classic, medicinally manufactured. I wonder I'm going to get you to explain all these. Yes. <laughs> Not just um, me, but for the audience. Yes.
0: Uh, I'm glad we've just completely glazed over the fact that apparently I'm paying a lot of attention to you in the shower. How are we, buddy? Yeah, good, mate. Clean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the cameras don't lie. Um,
1: I'm very good. Um, I'm still in recovery from that uh, Delacroix episode. <laughs> that uh, The marathon. Beyond Marathons. Yeah, it was a base, but I really enjoyed doing it. And obviously you did too, as well. Even though it went against your uh, train of thought in regard to what we were actually doing. Well,
0: I'm a bit of a bone to pick with you for this one here. Uh, Yeah, we're starting this whole episode out on a negative. So, yeah, people may not realise this, but I really, really wanted to talk about Vansar. I really did. And then that was an absolute marathon of an episode that you wrote, like you said. And weirdly enough, it has been our most listened to episode in its first week of existence. It got close to something like 500 listens over not even the first week. So you did a good one. and. (laughs) When we eventually find wherever you put the information for my Vansar episode that you deleted,
1: I'm looking forward to doing that. It's uh, a secret of away with the uh, silent ones.
0: <laughs> Good but, luck. But <laughs> the praise that has come in from this episode from our audience has been just fantastic. And um, funnily enough, a lot of the praise is coming from people who originally were so upset with you by the way you pronounced delac uh, in fact i would like our audience to stop being so positive and not accept his deliquation ways because they are unacceptable
1: i still love deliquation i think it's a beautiful word people
0: have actively used it in conversation and i'm not i'm I'm not okay with this. You are not. Is it verbs? Is verb the word I'm looking for? Yeah, nouns? Sure. No, Not I nouns. Think, I think you've become a verb. <laughs> you, that this word has been nathened. But yeah, it's It's great. The, yeah, the feedback we're getting from the episode was fantastic, and it was long. It was a long mm. night of recording.
1: Yeah, it really was. Yeah, really was a beast. But, um, uh, yeah, really positive outcome from that, and I'm really happy with it as well. So uh, it gives us the opportunity to move into this episode, or have you got I something else to say?
0: I have something else to say. Something miraculous happened today. Oh, okay. Something that has reinvigorated my, my love of this podcast and uh, our community. So... Yes. I was on my way home from work today, and I called my loving wife, as I'm like to do. And she asked me how my day was. I told her, and I said, "Oh, how's your day?" She goes, "Yeah, really boring." So I listened to your podcast. I oh okay. What did you What did you think of it? And she went, "I don't understand any of it. I think you're all speaking a different language. I don't understand any of your jokes. It's it, I, 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 it's just weird." And I'm like, oh, well, okay. What what episode did you listen to? She goes, no, no, I've listened to it now. I've been supportive. So I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take it. Uh, so, yes, my wife has listened to our podcast.
1: Yes, well done. My, <laughs> my, my wife has yet to uh, jump on board, but that's fine. That's fine. She's yet to be that board. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, I'll get I'll just sit her down And lock her Lock her into the car For five and a half hours For a drive somewhere And just be like That's it But are listening to The Delacroix episode You I'm are gonna, going to
0: be I'm going to lure her in With a family drive somewhere Yes And then Strap yourself in sweetheart You're going to learn About the silent ones <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just in a shopping centre car park Just driving <laughs> in circles I'm not pulling over until we've finished the whole episode and you've given me a gang idea.
1: The center, the center closed like two hours ago. I don't <laughs> care, baby. We're doing this. She just,
0: she's laying there crying. The kids are in the back seat, just, just hating life. She just looks at me and says, "Gang idea." <laughs>
1: That's when I know I've won. You've won. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, or, or I would just be happy with the word, look, I'll use it in common conversation, deliquation. I'm going to yeah. use it. Done. You're happy? Done. Done.
0: Just, can we name our next kid Timmy? We'll call it even.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, was, yeah, funny.
0: Yeah. I thought I thought you'd enjoy that. She almost said it before when we were on the phone. I'm like, no,
1: stop.
0: Stop. Yeah. I haven't told him yet. Uh, that's great. But yes, it's a big episode. We've got another episode. But before that, um, like I said, we've had so many more people listening. We're getting followers on Spotify and Instagram. It's amazing. Thank you to everyone who's in there with us. If you have an opportunity, please give us a five-star review, a comment, a like on your preferred podcast platform or jump onto our Instagram, follow us there. We have a Patreon as well. Please, if you haven't seen it, check it out. The links to all of these will be in the show notes.
1: Yeah, just in regard to the five-star reviews and just the interactions with us on the social. So the more that people interact with us, the more we can interact with other people, and especially those five-star reviews, they really help us to have a bit more of a presence on the uh, podcast platforms. So if you do that, it's a massive help for our burgeoning little pod so i guess this is a good time as any to talk about what the rest of the year looks like for us as well yeah. um <laughs> but, uh, so we are going down the pathway of uh, the Oranthian succession yes mm-hmm. so then, gonna... yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a load of fun um just the research that we're doing is there is just a phenomenal amount um if you think uh a gang episode has just a, a monster amount of information. The, the Oranthian succession books are just chock full of lore and just chock full of all these little tidbits and things that we always talk about where that one line or that one sentence and just something even we mentioned in the Delacroix episode about Somnus and we start, wow. to, start to see it already in Cinderact Burning. I love that. I was just like, wow. I I hadn't read it at that stage, and I was just like, "Oh wow, that is like it, it links was excellent up timing. To... It was excellent timing. Yeah, it was excellent meant to be. Um, but yeah, that's that's us for the end of this year. So that'll get us through to then, and then the start of next year, which will yeah. be the the last book is the plan.
0: Yeah. So by the looks of this one here, so our two episodes for December will be the first and second books of the Aranthian Succession, with the third book being our first episode for 2024. Uh, and we'll close out January with another gang episode. Um, not going to tell any of you what it is. Uh,
1: which gang set? Which one do you want it to be?
0: Well, I would love for it to be Vansar. You've just got to find where I hit the file. Yeah, you've explicitly told me that you're not going to give it to me until March. So... Yeah. I will, um, I'm not writing it again. I'm not writing it again. You will paste it back where it goes. But no, this is, this is a rant and me crying again on camera. Uh, So yeah, we'll end up closing out January with another gang episode and sort of get back to our sort of regular programming then. Mm -hmm. But these next three episodes are biggins and given that we've just come off the five-and-a-half-hour absolute mammoth of an episode for the Delarc, we wanted to go into something of a little bit of a palate cleanser, uh, something a little bit more fun, uh, you know, and I believe it was, a, to quote, an ancient Terran remembrancer, which is where we get the title for this episode. Now, I don't know how this particular Imperial hymn went, We do have the tagline of, I don't like the chems, but the chems like me. Yeah, really good one. (laughs) I I thought you'd like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We are once again taking the advice of our marketing department and trying to get in touch with the younger audience. We are talking about chems on Necromunda. And... Before we go into some of that, we would like to say as an official uh, statement from the Underhive Lawkeepers podcast, don't do drugs.
1: Yes. Don't do drugs.
0: Don't, don't do drugs. In real no. life. In Necromunda, doing drugs makes you very cool. Yes. In real life, loser.
1: Loser. Don't don't do drugs. Bad, bad. Don't do drugs. Bad. Stop. <laughs> now, stop. <laughs> Just let's continue.
0: (laughs) Now, we're not going to go into the house or gang specific drugs here. Everything we're talking about are the, once once again, El Generico options. These are the things you're picking up in the black market or you're going to the standard underhive marketplaces and finding them for your gang. These are going to be the things that are available to everyone. Inevitably, we will talk about sort of the more specific gang options there. Obviously, the Asher cams being a big point there. Uh, That's not today. That was a whole nother book I would have had to read in preparation. (laughs) It wasn't happening. absolutely not. So, Nathan, you're the uh, medicinal manufacturer of the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Why don't you take us out with
1: that first one? Well this is this is a great drug actually because it's um it's also used across the Imperium. I, I believe the Eversaw assassin actually uses this drug as well. So it's Frenzon. So it's oh, okay, that's the generic name really sort of given to it, that of a I guess a variety of different types of combat drugs that are just pumped into these these assassins, but also are widely available on Necromunda as well. And I think from what we were reading in the research, they're available to the penal legions.
0: Yeah, um, which, which is,
1: I think is brilliant. Yeah, so it's just like load them up on drug and charge, charge that Chaos titan with your two rounds left in your auto gun and your your blunt bayonet. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it's 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 a really cool. I guess, method to, to get your soldiers going. But on Necromunda, the presence it has there is it, it's it's like a short burn drug. So for like 10, I think 10, 15 minutes or something like that, you turn into a psychotic killing machine. But on Necromunda, it's, Frenzon is a mix of stim, spurt, slort and other combat drugs. So that's, we'll, we'll talk about those drugs a little bit later on. The resulting chem turns its users into savage killers intent only on murdering those in their path. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean. it's, honestly, it's not a party drug. It's not <laughs> something you're going to be buying at your uh, your local Underhive discotheque. But, yeah, we're talking about penal legends and, you know, we're going to turn this into a 40K podcast real quick. Yeah. Yeah, in my mind, the old, remember? do you remember old school penal legionnaires where they were all like human bombs or yes. they were just those poor bastards that, you know, didn't praise the emperor enough. So they had those collars strapped to them yeah. and it was like, all right, so you're going to take this sharpened stick and yeah, you see those really spiky Adeptus Astartes over there. You're going to go and get them with the stick. Uh, no, I'm not. Oh, and go. And they would just pump that junk into yeah. their systems and they're just like, well, I've got to kill everything now. They basically yeah. become uh, what do they call Death Company from the Blood Angels?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like a sentient arco Yeah. So you
0: know,
1: where the arcoflagulent, it's it's they flick the switch and it goes. This is just like pump you full of the of the good juice and see you later. Yeah, but you mentioned it with it was the Evisore assassins, wasn't it? Yeah. Is it the Evisore? Evisore Evisore is the best. Is the king of assassins by the way. Yeah. There's uh, a, I'm probably going to stir a lot of uh, emotions with that, yeah, but it's it a, is. Yeah. yeah, it's the eversaw
0: But with humans, it effectively, and you've mentioned this already, it gets into their system for like 10 minutes, but yeah. their senses and their abilities are dialed up to 11. Mm-hmm. And that 10 minutes for them will, like for, for, for us, is a lifetime for them. They're. Yeah. They're operating on a level that the, that your average person just can't keep up with. Um yeah. the the downside is, you know, it's like you said, it's stims, spur, slort, uh fistful of other combat drugs, two Panadol um, and like at a Red Bull and a monster <laughs> energy drink that's being injected <laughs> directly into their veins. Yeah. It's not good for them.
1: It's, yeah, but, it's not a long-term it, option. No, it's not. But it, it is funny because in the research we find that, like, it, it, so gang leaders will, like, very much like they would do in the Imperial Guard, they inject them. So the gang leaders pump it into their disposable gangers or, yeah. you know, they're just like, here, like, have this, go forth. And they might do it to a juve or something like that. But in the research we find that some gangers and some fighters are just like, oh, yeah, this works for me. So, I just pump myself up with a little bit of this. I turn myself into a psychotic killing machine for 10, 15 minutes. And the next time I go into battle, I'll just have a little a little pump of that, maybe just to. Beautiful.
0: Yeah, just, just a little, little bit more.
1: Mm. I'm Which not is, addicted. you're addicted. Oh, mate. It's for me, as soon as I read that, I'm just like, this is how you create like a, a crazed killer who has just become addicted to friends on and he is just a, like some sort of bounty hunter who is just absolutely cocoa bananas and pull the old Khan the Betrayer from Warhammer 40,000 Trek, where Roller 1 to hit in close combat and he's punching his own dudes, you know. That's a cool bounty hunter. That'd be that sick. is a
0: great idea. He's literally only doing bounties because he mm. just needs more friends. No, yeah. no, no. I am. I am not starting a venator gang today, sir. No. I
1: like that idea, though. Like, just absolutely. talk about it again. Talk yeah, about yeah. it again. No.
0: Okay. No. That underhive dad is going to have to start another gang because of that. But I've. I already bullied him into that new wild running gang. All right. Yeah.
1: True. True. True.
0: <laughs> Shout out to underhive dad and his sick. Wild, uh, the Wild Runners, yeah, Wild Runners, this yeah, yeah. Wild Runner gang who are all freaking vampires. By
1: the way, it's the best. Yeah, it's an awesome looking game. <laughs> but look, yeah, okay, we won't venture too much further down the path of friends on, otherwise you're going to hear all my cool bounty hunter ideas. So I guess we'll jump into the next drug that we did a bit of research on, which was uh, Ghast. Ah. Which we we did talk a fair bit about gas in the. Um, the Delacroix episode It's a very deliquation drug that's for a while. It I've is.
0: <sighs> well, Gast. Gast has gone through a couple of changes and a lot of the information we've got here goes back to the old Outlander's rule book, uh, the old Necromancer Underhive rule book. A lot yeah. of this goes back to N95 back when it was known as Spook. Now, the names obviously now changed through to Gast. And so just to make it easier for everything here, we're effectively just changing the words. We could do a read through. So what do we know about Ghast? Nice and easy. It is an addictive and highly illegal psychic combat drug that is manufactured in Necromunda. And it is created from decayed corpse starch that is actually found beneath the hive cities. Uh, Like we mentioned in the Little arc episode, they have cornered the trade on gas, and if the rumours are to be believed, and personally I think they are, they're actually manufacturing, distributing it for House Hellmore. Uh We know Gerontius makes a fair bit of coin off the sale of gas, uh, not only on Necromunda, but off Necromunda as well. Now... Gast is processed from the vestigial remains of the oldest kind of corpse starch found on Necromunda. The decayed deposits are now nothing more than a lurid green powder, having been acted on by mutant fungi for thousands of years. It contained a high proportion of recycled human protein, and it is this human essence which is likely to account for the dramatic effects on human psyche. Now, we know what it does. It will effectively unlock latent psychic abilities that you have as an individual. But doing some of the reading on this, I didn't realize this, the way it's actually taken. I always figured it was either a powder or a pill or, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, right. Okay, so it's yeah. different than
0: that. But... It is. Okay. The drug gast is taken in liquid form. The ultimate magic potion. Pun on the magic there. Uh, When drunk in small amounts, it awakens the imbibers' psychic abilities. When drunk in quantity, it opens the channel between a person's physical body and their soul in the warp. If the individual has a strong soul, it will be drawn into his material body. If he has a weak soul, all psychic energy will be instantly sucked out of him and lost in the void. It is for this reason that gas is a very dangerous substance, and its use viciously repressed by the Imperium. This makes those poor Delark spikers seem like even more badass than what yeah. we're already thinking. Like they're they're genuinely having their souls run the risk of being ripped out of their body.
1: Right. So yeah. You- that is that is a, it's a very scary notion because obviously the warp is a terrible place to be, but it's it's the notion that you have to be a strong soul. So taking gas is is purely reliant on you as an individual. It's not just like what the effect of the drug is going to do, but then they surely would have to adjust the quantities and and whatever to have yeah. x amount of effect on you because it's basically opening your soul up to to demons. Yeah,
0: well. Oh. Absol- uh, if you're consuming enough of it, absol- like oh. it says, if you consume smaller bits of it, it awakens your psychic abilities, whether that's, like you were so happy to mention last episode, spoon bending or, <laughs> you know, telekinesis or mind bullets yeah. or pyrokinesis, whatever. Oh. Drink enough of it and your soul's ripped out of your body and Hemoth or the demon, demon of corn takes over your body and you know, turns your hive into a living pile of flesh and metal. Yeah, like, right. you got to find that nice, it's, you know, yeah, got to find of, a happy balance. Of gas and Cola, or <laughs> whatever it is you're drinking.
1: Gast and Cola.
0: <laughs> I'll have a, uh, I'll have two gast and Cokes, thanks. Uh, go easy on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the
1: old, uh, the Delacroix bar. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, means...
0: he's had six of them. Take him, take him downstairs, and strap him to that gurney.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah we got ourselves another spiker. Well, <laughs> do, do you know what? When when we talk about this drug and how dangerous and and how malevolent it is, that's a bad like... No, uh, <laughs> but it actually makes friends on sound. Not too bad. Like I'd be yeah. like um,
0: Friends off just ter- friends on just turns you into a corpse grinder cultist.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Whereas this turns you into a tasty soul for slanesh for however long. For winning fortune. Yeah, exactly. Well, I can't believe that it's 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 actually sold. Like it's, it's actually a drug that is put out there. The, the people selling it, they're the They're the worst.
0: That's de lark.
1: They're pretty naughty.
0: Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly,
1: yes, 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 of course.
0: Well, another great part from this read is Garst actually became popular among the nobility who revelled in its exotic effects, and it slowly filtered down throughout hive society. Now... I like to think that, yeah, these rich brats would be at parties taking tiny bits of gas here and there.
1: Yeah, it has to be tiny bits. Yeah. Because it can't can't be what we mentioned earlier. Otherwise, you'd have a drug that's wiping out potentially half the, or more than half, because not all of them would be strong souls.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. You'd be killing so many with just one drug. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: But inevitably, it goes past, you know, something you're doing for fun, and people see the sheer amount of money that is ma- there to be made from this, which is why there's obviously such a rampant gas trade on Necromunda. And something I really like here—it's—it's it's not just the uh, bald mayonnaise-smelling lads and lasses making all the money from selling gas, and not even just the Imperial House. Small quantities of gas are also found and traded by scavies who stumble on eroded deposits during their delvings. This actually accounts for a small amount of wild gas that is traded in the Undercity and shanties. Imperial agents trying to track the gas to its source usually end up following the scavy ghast and thereby miss the main source, as there is actually nothing that connects the nobility to this scavy-tainted ghast. So they're finding it in their own little searches for food or weapons or shelter or whatever. And then yeah. inevitably, we know scabbies, they're not all just deranged mutants. There's obviously a certain amount of placidity um, that can be found within a within a scabby tribe. Ooh. And depending on the settlement, they may even be open to trading with said scabbies. And if the scabbies know that the, the green powder, is worth something to the you know the humans, they'll trade it to them. They'll trade it for food or weapons or whatever. And that that just shows that everyone on Necromunda is somewhat susceptible to to selling these
1: narcotics. Yeah. Okay. So that that's I guess that's a broader broader spectrum. It is the drug trade, you know. And even the scabbies yeah. get themselves involved in it, even though they are probably more inclined to just try and survive. Yeah, but they they see the advantage and the the possibility of improving their station but ghast itself is it seems like it's such a a terrible drug and a a horrendous thing to have present in, within your hive and even if it's just a, a small element or a small part of your community you'd want to try and stomp it out as soon as possible and from that... Uh,
0: you wouldn't, because then you are going to, like, deprive yourself of mind bullets.
1: No, but, but, from that, gang idea. No, no. no. Just you, because uh, I have a brilliant gang idea. It's a very simple one, very quick one, I promise. Deluxe graphics. <laughs> no, 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 no. Even better than that, a Palanite ATF. They hunt down gas sellers.
0: No, it'd be DEA.
1: DEA, sorry, yeah, yep. DEA. Oh, wrong.
0: Because yep. I immediately thought of uh, Hank from Breaking
1: Bad. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I yes, literally sure.
0: want a Scabby with the Walter White hat and glasses <laughs> and like goatee.
1: <laughs> that actually would be better as a dumb yeah. car.
0: His name would be Waldron Wide, <laughs> and he would be the leader of his little Scabby band. And you <laughs> can do an Enforcer group. Led by just a large, angry bald man with—I'm yep. just picturing him with six shooters. Yes,
1: um, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Okay. It's a good gang idea, DEA, but uh, Palinites. But then it, it would it would work counterintuitively because Elmore is the one pushing the gas trade anyway. Yeah, he's the one who's the selling. It off would,
0: yeah, they'd seize the drugs and then send it to their precinct house and the precinct house would then give it back to Waldron wide who would then sell it in the local yeah. hive and market, then- bring the money back to the hive uh to the yeah and then
1: they would the just thing. arrest a handful of like little minor players we got them yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I get you yeah uh,
0: right. we're not we're not saying that all palanitan forces are corrupt but we're not not saying it
1: they're definitely corrupt they're definitely corrupt <laughs> We're not going down this pathway, but they were one of the, worst for the law
0: For the law keepers were were uh, fine, upstanding folks. No, they weren't. They were, there. they were. not. They were not. I, I had open dealings with chaos cults. Yes, naughty, magnificent <laughs> seven. That's what they were.
1: Uh, but yeah, move, move on. Move, move on from. Move on from From, uh, on from, ghast, from ghast. No, I could talk no. quite a lot about Ghast. Yes. Oh, sorry. Move, move on from. Move on from. from um,
0: Outing the... my forces as <laughs> cultists.
1: Yes, yeah, so, but gas is an is an amazing drug. Like it's it's as bad as it is. It's an amazing drug because it's awakening the psychic potential of humans. And who's renowned for wanting to awaken the psychic potential of humans?
0: Our favorite group of absolute nutcases, the Immortal Cult.
1: Yes. So they're, they're known for getting their hands on vast quantities of this for their rituals or expansion of the cult. But they would, mate, they would froth over this stuff. They would yeah. absolutely.
0: Then they didn't do anything. They had that big ritual. And I specifically remember saying to you, hey, are we going to the ritual? And you're like, yeah, but nothing ever <laughs> happens to these things. And then nothing happened. Nothing happened. They, the Inquisition ruined it. And then,
1: yeah, we, now we're back here. Yeah, what were they doing? I forget. <laughs> it's something to do with the Northern Hibes. Um The what? Don't worry about them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I, I love the idea that you could have this vast um, trade. The sort of almost goes beyond the idea of trade and making money. It's one of the few things that when we talk about, I, I don't see it as like, it's important for Helmore and it's important for the Delacroix, and it, it makes a lot of money and all that. But it's almost like... It's almost a drug you take to escape the Imperium, in a way. I a way.
0: I see where you're going. I yeah. I definitely agree with you in the fact that it's incredibly important to uh, the Imperial House, because yeah. it's illegal everywhere. Yeah, It is illegal throughout the entirety of the Imperium. Probably the only ones who would be allowed to have access to it readily. Oh. The Inquisition. Um maybe space marines. I can't imagine space marines being like, you know, six and coax thanks. <laughs> but yeah, you your Inquisition types. You're you're basically oh. your outside the law types. Which when it comes to humans is really just the Inquisition, I guess. ordos Hereticus would probably be the big ones there, maybe Malleus. Um, I can't imagine Ordos, Xenos ripping lines of this. No, it's a, it's a potion. I think it's, it's, it's a
1: potion. It's still funny that they'd rip it lines of, of a it, potion. It is
0: still funny. Um, but
1: it, it, it's manufactured on Necromunda, right? Well, Yeah, absolutely. No, it's an incredible, powerful drug manufactured on Necromunda. Would there be some sort of ghast-like thing that would be on another planet as well?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You simply need the same mix of old corpse starch and fungus feeding off it.
1: Right. So you could have yeah. a variation. See, so, uh, again, I'll harp back to friends on. So friends on, it's clear, it's direct, you know what you're going to get. You know, inject yourself with that psycho bananas, right? But you when you take gas, gas is a completely different element you're you're opening up the door to so much more terrible stuff and it's completely understandable why the auto hereticus would just be kicking down doors for this stuff but because think about it this
0: way mm-hmm. the autos hereticus do exactly what you say they kick down doors for it they want it because your puritan autos hereticus guy Wants to find it and destroy it. Mm-hmm. Your radical wants to use it to increase his or her own psychic potential. Or, that or make their acolytes. Yeah. Or, or make psychers. Or... Make a demon host. Make a demon host. Or oh. find a bunch of you know prisoners with jobs uh, and give them a whole mess of ghast mm. and then feed their souls to the emperor. Because why waste oh, hey, time waiting for a black ship when you can now create psychers and you're effectively creating a... Oh, my God, I'm going into... Th- this is, this is a dark in... stuff, bro. I'm going into a weird... Okay,
1: so... is you're talking about farming, basically.
0: I'm talking about farming people's yes. souls for yeah. the Emperor. Yeah. Um. Wow. Did I just become a living saint? Uh, <laughs> did I just save the Imperium? <laughs> oh, um, okay. Campaign idea. And I'm not talking for Necromunda. I'm talking for the Imperium. They've got to get all the ghast, get yeah. a whole bunch of, like, volunteers. <laughs> really stretching that word. Give yeah. them ghast and then... Strap him into like the food trough that the emperor uses for souls. Yeah, Next thing you know, he yeah, exactly just a lazy Susan of souls. <laughs> he's awake within a week
1: because yeah,
0: instead right. of like the ten thousand a day, you yeah. can deliver him up a hundred thousand. It is an all-you-can-eat buffet. He's up and he's <laughs> he's back. He's back, baby. <laughs> The Tyrannies turn dark. around and leave. This isn't grim dark. This is grim midnight, all right? This is grim midnight in the middle of nowhere. Cloudy sky. You don't even have starlight. This is
1: horrible. This is horrific. Actually, this is a actually. genuine
0: option they could go with. Um, and th- this is the sort of stuff as to why Ghast is illegal throughout the Imperium, which is why, allegedly, the Delarque gather it for the Imperial House, who allegedly sells it the huge amounts of money, which I believe allegedly would allow him an easier way to present his tithe to the Adeptus Terra. What? The money made from selling Ghast would be part of the taxes he would pay to the Imperium.
1: Oh, right Oh, Allegedly. Yeah, right Okay, okay. Right, I get what you're saying. So you're talking about purely just for money pouring in i yeah. always i always imagine the tithe is like i don't know why i always imagine the tithe as equipment and man manpower of yeah manpower every
0: every power. planet every planet pays a tithe of i believe manpower and then mm-hmm. depending on what the planet does mm. uh, for example agri worlds their mm. tithe is food like necromunda Mm. Their tithe is typically weapons, bullets, mm. energy cells. Mm. but and I also th- and aghast <laughs> no, um, But him. I genuinely believe part of their tithe could be subsidized with cold, hard cash. Or he uses the cash to bribe people to say, "Hey, produce more. Make your prisoners with jobs work just a little bit harder, and if they have a very long sleep afterwards, that's okay. we can buy more.
1: We are not going to explore this question, but it is question has popped into my head. What value is money in a tithe? It, it, it I, To me, it has no value. It means nothing.
0: Okay, well, then maybe the money doesn't go to the Imperium, but the Imperial Cult. Maybe it goes to the Church.
1: Oh, okay, like the Ecclesiarchy. Yes,
0: the, the Ecclesiarchy right. would. The, the Ecclesiarchy have tithes as well. People
1: forget that. Oh. Yeah, right. So then you have the money for the Ecclesiarchy. The Ecclesiarchy are then able to use those resources to build more ships, to recruit to, more whatever. ships and... Yeah, uh, uh, okay.
0: you got to remember, that's one of the huge things. And listeners, I know you came here to hear us talk about <laughs> space cocaine, but uh, we're also talking about uh, some Age of Apostasy stuff here. This is one of the big things Goj Vandai did uh, during the Reign of Blood. Uh, he was tithing and he was causing the Remember they were paying so much where Mm. those repression fleets were going to planets and saying, hey, Mm. you have to pay your tithe. They're like, we've never made this much money. How can we pay it to you? It's like, well, now we've got to punch you in the face until you have that money, but we're not going to have the smack. Yeah. Yeah. Who's to say that this money isn't being paid towards the ecclesiarchy or hell, it might just be the easiest way to produce wages for your enforcers and your nobles. Like, in mm. the day, nothing can be used like money, like money.
1: But Look, yeah, it's true. I mean, This stems from the idea that I've always thought of the tithe as being people and equipment and something material, never actually financial. You've opened up a a part of my brain regarding the Imperial Tide because I just never looked at it as a financial thing because what is the value of of vast amounts of money if you don't have the soldiers to defend or to go off and attack or whatever? I I guess it's just the 40K brain in me going, you need to have bodies on the ground. Uh. At the
0: end of the day, we know Necromunda doesn't really produce much food that money is what pur- purchases food from said well, AgriWorlds earlier. The, of course, you know, the, of
1: course, yes. The,
0: the, the real people eat food. The rest of us eat each other.
1: Yeah, it's about keeping the, the cogs turning. and then, But then everything then that is about Necromunda, about keeping the, the wheels spinning, the cogs turning, so much of that would be related to gas then because so much of their imperial tithe couldn't be sort of, I guess as you say, money monetized in a way. It has to go to the Imperium and it is a a gift to the Imperium. So the money that they would make off Gast is what would keep Necromunda functioning. In my mind, yeah. So it's better than friends on. I get it.
0: I yeah. get it now. You know what? you know what's you said this episodes ago. I keep coming back to it. Yeah. The real bad guy on
1: Necromunda. Oh, 100%. Capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. It's, it's capitalism. Um, and the face of that is Captain Naughty No, no Good himself. Bloody Lord Hell. You mean Blinky?
0: Oh, wait. Not Blinky, yeah. No, no, not Blinky, wrong episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sure. Gast. Gast is crazy. And I. it, It's insane because when you look at it, um, the, we've mentioned them a couple of times, the Forbidden Cities, um, yeah. and it's when you talk about the Forbidden Cities, I want to talk about them eventually in sort of greater detail, but they are literally run by people known as the Ghast Lords, where all they do is farm Ghast, generation after generation, yeah. and their workforce in a lot of cases quite literally is what we call prisoners with jobs. They are people yeah, who right. are snatched up and forced to work in the Forbidden Cities. And, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. And yeah, the, the immortal cult, uh, it says in a couple of different places that a lot of those Ghastlords are members of the immortal cult.
1: Oh, right. Which makes sense. Like, yeah, they need that stuff to, to manufacture yeah. their outcomes. So, of course, they would have that.
0: So, have, obviously, chaos that. cults and the like would have amazing links to anything that mm. can make
1: you more psychic. Yeah, anything that can get in touch by a demon. Yeah. <clears throat> One last question about gas that has popped into my head. Yes. Surely there would be different qualities of gas then because... 100%. The best stuff would be made from the oldest, what do they call the decayed synth the decayed
0: Yeah, it's called
1: of yeah. yeah. So that's the best stuff. So there would be almost like a whiskey. You know what I mean? I, You'd have different ages. Of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this
0: this two seventy six is mm, tangy tonight. Yeah. I I think it would also be uh, it would come down to the refinement process because mm. they're scraping it off this decaying corpse starch and the fungus. Uh, you know stronger fungus may produce stronger gast older mm. corpse starch like you've mentioned there may produce better gast we don't know but what i 100% i have no shadow of a doubt that there would be different qualities and different strengths of gast mm. much like any other narcotic
1: yeah but i think the idea that you know you either get ripped into the void or you don't i think is the 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 total or the, the, the most extreme example of what this drug can do to you, there would be a lot of variations on what it could actually do and how it pushes and motivates the, the psychic element with inside of you to potentially bend a spoon or get consumed by a demon, you know? What do say- I call
0: it? Uh, team mose team yeah. team, team I don't know. That corn demon? Something Timmy the Bloodlord of... Skulls
1: <laughs>
0: Well we have talked a lot About ghast there uh, So Long and the short of it Do ghast And you will be able to bend spoons Do too much and you will be a demon
1: <laughs> Or at but... least demon food
0: <laughs> Or at least demon food So Yeah why don't
1: you Take us into the next one Same level as ghast acrotic slime uh, this usually f- attaches itself to a victim's head when they're asleep or when it is slowly absorbed through the flesh into the brain. Without any ability to defend itself, it releases a psychochemical stimulus into the host system, producing a sense of euphoria and feeling of power, preventing the victim from moving it because it's simply they simply have no desire to want to remove it. So once inside the host brain, the slime reproduces by basically creating a cyst so almost like in a parasitic parasitic type of way and then from that millions of offspring emerge from their shells as it divides over and over sustaining themselves by devouring the new neural matter of psychic and physical nutrition which is very interesting they're going for both so maybe they're little gas affected, afflicted things.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so eventually the host is reduced to a drooling, gibbering sort of state until after only a couple of hours, the sheer numbers of the feeding and engorged larval slimes crack open the victim's skull. There's one hell of a way to go. That is now-
0: disgusting.
1: <laughs> now, it's this larval state of the slime that is is extremely small, only millimetres across, but those that survive grow quickly by repeating this process with increasingly larger organisms.
0: Okay, stop. Yuck, this is gross. Um, so you've told us that it straps itself onto someone's head and it bursts out like um, the... If you've seen that movie, Eight-Legged Freaks with David yeah. Arquette like when Mm -hmm. the spiders erupt out of the body. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm picturing that, but with, like, phlegm. So, (laughs) please, can you go to the next part where you explain how this is actually a drug?
1: So, the way it's used as a drug is that euphoric state um, is, is what people are trying to get within themselves, but it also it also creates mental and physical benefits. So enhancements, for use of a better term, for the person who's currently, I guess, going through the process of having something, forming a cyst with inside their brain. Um, now, I guess the, the obvious question is then, how do they avoid their their impending doom, their death that is coming? So depending on what the person has, wear a
0: hat instead of strapping one of these things to do friends on like a normal person
1: well i guess i guess this sort of this is like the the marrying of two things because it provides the mental and the physical aspects not just the the physical aspect but it's that state of euphoria as well so they're like they're they're enhanced but they're also they're stoked about it they're like this is awesome everything is brilliant i love um, rats. Tiny.
0: I love the tiny phlegms that are growing in my brain. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So uh, the, as I was mentioning, the, 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 they need to be able to avoid the actual like, skull explosion. So the methods that we see in the read is that um, they can have a friend standing by who will try to remove the slime before it begins to reproduce properly. So which is which is, I mean, you'd want a pretty cluey scientific friend standing by <laughs> who's doing that and a very good friend which i think is
0: yeah uh, i mean do you, are you looking at it you just like, like okay i can i can see he, he's really getting into it now um should i should i rip it off don't pull it off yet yeah, he's not happy enough you get distracted you know you can imagine some just absolute meat neck, getting distracted by like a shiny light or he wants to do a quick, yeah. you know, bench press session. And next thing you know, old, you know, Timmy Two Clubs has had his brain chewed out by the phlegm monsters.
1: Well, they actually, they actually say that. that it, it If you don't get the timing right, it hardens. Its outer surface becomes hardened and you need like proper major surgery to remove it. So there's also, like, anti-parasitic drugs. So, yeah, you need you need a good friend standing by. Um, you, so you can use the anti-parasitic drugs to try and kill it before it's got to the point of no return. Um, I mean, they're, they're pretty rudimentary ways to make this drug work for you. So in the upper high, they, they sort of have a bit more, like, I don't know, a bit more... Uh, safety when using these this particular drug because they have good good servants or what have you dog's body standing by who are going to do it they also have better access to uh medical treatments so yeah it's there's all there's actually like they use it with almost a sense of complete safety they're like yeah we'll get that euphoric hit off it or you know the the mild physical and mental enhancements we're going to draw from it as well um whereas i guess in the underhive it's sort of like a uh a, a bit of a gamble i guess more than anything else so yeah it's 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 it is a drug but it it is a very very dangerous drug to take basically putting a parasite within yourself and allowing it to take hold of you
0: well it's in sort of a lorical respect yeah they um it's euphoric and they're happy and they're ignoring the fact that there's now apparently a hardened slime mooching into their brain. But sort of in-game, and we haven't really touched on these with anything so far, um, when you use acrotic slime, you make a characteristics check for your movement, strength, toughness, initiative, attacks, and cool characteristics. And then... For each one you pass, you just improve that by D three. Wow! Like, you just you just become better. And don't get me wrong. What is that? Uh, movement, strength, toughness, initiative, attacks, and cool. Of those six options, let's say you pass half of them. Oh! You you can get up to three extra can you imagine just rolling i don't know movement strength and attacks where you just get plus three <laughs> on all of those uh, like, it'd, it'd be a one in a million but um
1: but what somebody it, and that's just for the rest of the game For the rest of the game that's bonkers the rest wow. of the game w- what's the what's the negative there has to be a negative from this oh
0: yeah so um <sighs> this is going to the 2023 rule book. Whilst uh, will stand at the effects of Acrotic Slime. The fighter's leadership, intelligence, and willpower are decreased to a 10+. plus, um, Unless these are already worse than this, at which point they stay worse. Um, but at the end of wow. any battle in which a fighter used Acrotic Slime, roll 2d6 for that fighter. On a roll of 2, the slime eats the fighter's brain, and they are killed. Immediately remove them from the gang roster. On a roll of 3 to 11, the slime is successfully removed, but the fighter goes into recovery, which, fair enough. Yeah, fair someone's, enough. yeah someone's just used a pair of pliers to rip a rapidly hardening brain parasite from your head. Mm-hmm. And on a roll of a 12, it's taken off, but not without complications. Uh, you have to roll on the lasting injury table, <laughs> re rolling uh, results of bitter enmity, captured critical injury, and memorable death. So, wow. it might blind you or something like that, but you had
1: a good day
0: and that's what's important.
1: <laughs> wow. So, just the, the lore side of it, you're like, I wouldn't touch it. And the game side of it, I'd be like, oh, me gangers to have that happen to them? That is yeah, monstrous.
0: You, you, you want to get a bunch of juves, you want to get each of them a chronic slime and just be like, charge, lads charge get the microtic slime friends on collars and
1: just give them all ghast <laughs> done. Yeah, done yeah 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 right okay <laughs> and then goodbye gang after like two or three rounds is yeah, it-
0: for a good time not a long time buddy
1: yeah right but it's, i mean it's obviously not addictive because you rip it off and that's it so yeah, your brain explodes well, I mean, yeah, but that that euphoric state would probably become addictive. Like from a law aspect, one hundred percent. Which
0: is why when you yeah. started talking about the uphivers using it, you're like, yeah, it's not as dangerous for them, and no, it wouldn't be as dangerous for them. They would have real doctors and oh. medical centers and all that oh. sort of stuff. They'd they'd be able to get around the those pesky complications. Um. But you can just imagine, like you mentioned before, that have servants and dog bodies and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. They, they're fine with it. But, you know, us, you know, scum of the under earth down near the sump, um, well, we, we don't. We've just got, you know, hopefully a buddy that's not too drunk
1: to rip that thing off our head. Exactly. Or not who's not decided, oh, I'll just have a little bit myself. And then they're both stuffed <laughs> yeah that euphoric state that is gained and what we talk about up in the upper hive as well and they're all protected and safe from it i guess that's a good lead into the other drug uh karma which sort of is given away in the name but that's sort of like a, a euphoric drug as well isn't it
0: well yeah so Karma is the hive name for a general group of euphoric sedatives which lowers the state of consciousness and induce a state of well-being. Karma is sometimes used to sedate prisoners so that they can be laid away quickly and easily by enforcers. So, it's like, I don't know, sleepy gas pills? Liquid? A little bit of laughing gas. Yeah, it's yeah, laughing gas. It's laughing gas. You're just like, yeah, I get it. Um, You caught me. I've
1: been naughty, naughty yeah. no good. You got me.
0: You caught Timmy Two Knives of the Timmy Town <laughs> cool. Locos. And Timmy Town Locos gang idea. <laughs> and True. yeah, you're taking me to, what was it? Um, the Zaltra Prison Hive. That's cool. Yeah, man. What's that? Breathing deep. You got it, boss. <laughs> it's definitely uh, something you would be giving to people you want to chill out. Um, I would personally love to put this into a like a cam dart rifle and just start shooting it at people across the board um, <laughs> to just have them just be too stoned to fight back.
1: Yeah, it's uh, like, oh, man, that was that was a crazy gunfight. Like, I'm yeah. not involved with this. Yeah. Actually, speaking of, does it have rules in the game? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: it it definitely does. Um, So, in addition to other methods of use, a gang can give karma to a fighter they hold captive during the rescue scenario. And when a fighter affected by karma wishes to make an action, roll a 2d6 for them and add their toughness. On a roll of 11 or lower, they do nothing, and the action is wasted. But on a roll of twelve or more, they shake off the effects of the chem and can act normally for the remainder of the battle.
1: Wow! So you're
0: basic. You, you're basically dumbing them down. They're just yep. nothing. Really seems to worry them mm-hmm. until you, until you roll that twelve or more. Yeah, okay. Um, and they sort of hold on. You know, slap themselves across the face. Yeah. What the cool. hell's going on? All right. I mean, Zeltra. I am yeah. in Zalkra, time for me to get out. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're about to see what Timmy Two knives
1: of the Timmy Town Locos can really do. I'm not gonna lie to you, brother. I wanna know about I ti- I I don't care about Timmy Two Knives. I don't care about the, the locos. I actually just care about Timmy Town. Timmy Town. <laughs> um, it's actually it's the
0: it's the name of it's actually now because of that statement there. I don't know where Timmy Town Locos came from. Um cool. I'm going to name the settlement for my next gang, Timmy Town, And, um, <laughs> it was started, uh, it was actually founded in, uh, mid M29 by, yeah. uh, the original Timmy Helmore. <laughs> uh, actually, it was actually founded by Baron Thaddeus von T- Timmis. Uh, who founded Timmy Town after fleeing persecution, false persecution, by the Imperial House under suspect of the manufacture and distribution of gas. Brilliant. Ooh, Genius. I've just given, I've just given you law for Timmy Town. And just so where my, my new gang, the Timmy Town Locos, led by uh, Timmy Two Knives. Yeah. Come on, keep up, mate. Keep up.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm aware that alliteration in Necromunda is the most important thing. Mm. And yeah. capitalism. And capitalism, yes. Yes. Sorry, Gerontius, sort of so I nearly dropped the ball there. Um, uh, so karma, yeah, it's a it's a cool drug, but it's just like a, a sedative, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, right. Can you... You can shoot drugs at people, can't you? Yeah. I don't. Know. Okay. Needler with a needle rifle. Yeah, you yeah, you can. I've I've never played Escher. I have no idea how needle rifles work.
1: No, but they just got like a toxin thing. I don't think you can actually put a toxin in there. Happy to be corrected, audience.
0: Yes, I'm an idiot. Of course you can. Needle rifles have the special rule chem delivery, and let's bring it up here. Here. When a weapon with the chem delivery trait is used, the fighter declares what kind of chem they're firing at the target. This can be any chem the fighter is equipped with.
1: wow. Note
0: that firing the weapon does not cost a dose of the chem and that friendly fighters cannot be targeted. Or if the weapon also has the toxin or gas traits, the fighter can use these traits instead. Instead of making a wound roll for a chem delivery attack, roll a D6. If the result is equal to or higher than the target's toughness or is a natural six, the target is affected by the chosen chem just as if they'd taken a dose. If the roll is lower than the target's toughness, they shrug off the chem's effects. You can fire ghast at people. You can totally. literally you can shoot ghast at them and force them to be psychers. Yeah,
1: well wait a second. Can you fire karma?
0: Of course you can. You can buy karma, give it to a ganger, give them a needle rifle and you can stand there firing like laughing gas at people so you're they then have to roll that 2d6 before they can oh man this episode has just taken a drastic turn as to what we're focusing on um let's talk about the best ways you can drug up your
1: opponents this is the dark arts this is all the stuff that I'm like, oh, that, that feels really wrong to do, but it's so cool. Firing karma just across the battlefield, just like, yeah, you know, just turning just everybody into like just, you know, mindless euphoric zombies of just like, oh, yeah, it's yeah, great. Just got stung by something, and that's okay. Life's good. But
0: then obviously we were going to talk about this at the end, but we bring it up now with addiction. Like,
1: oh, wow. You can get them addicted to chems. Oh, man. You just have to find the right chem that has an addictive quality to it, and you shoot your opponent's gangers with them. All you do, load up on needle rifles, shoot a whole bunch of chems, and then just voluntarily bottle and just be like, good luck on the campaign, Chief. So if you've hit them with
0: one chem, right, and then you shoot them with a second chem, They're mixing the cams, or that's obviously they all have side effects. Mm. Now, you can do that. So, uh, each time a fighter takes a cam while under the effects of one or more other cams via needle rifles, as we've already Mm. said, uh, roll a d6. If the result is equal to or less than the number of cams the fighter has taken, the fighter has had a bad reaction. The fighter immediately goes out of action, though no roll is made on the lasting injuries, rather, they go into recovery.
1: Oh, man. Okay. You the, crazy, crazy, crazy man. What are you thinking?
0: It'd be expensive, but you get a Vansar gang, like all your your leader in your chair, yeah. if you're looking at that two, three-plus ballistic skill. Get yeah, you choose all the gang. Them, yep. Get them a whole mess of drugs and literally just spend your whole time doing exactly what you said. You just keep hitting them you focus on this character then this character then this character yeah and just put them down because these um, these side effects some of them are insane like if can you imagine hitting them with an acrotic slime and then no matter what if you if you're if they're playing me one round or one part of the campaign then you're oh. going to be their next opponent You can pay me to hit them with these cams. It's like acrotic slimes. It's only 35 credits. It's not even expensive. Um, You hit them with acrotic slimes, they effectively become slimed. No matter what, unless they roll a two, they're out of action. You're cutting their (laughs) gang down, multiple members. Then, you know, karma has no long-term effects, no side effects. That's fine. Oh, okay. yeah. um, what were the side effects of Friends on is highly addictive. During the wrap-up, any fighter who used on must make a toughness check, adding two to the dice roll. If the check has failed, the fighter has become addicted to on. Once a fighter is addicted to Friends On, they can only be included in a crew if they have taken a dose of the chem. Oh the only way to pay God. a fight, the only way a fighter can shake this addiction, is to pay two d six times ten for anti addiction chems during the post battle sequence when the gang is buying equipment. Friends On is twenty credits. A needle rifle is forty credits.
1: Yeah, but what's its rarity?
0: Nine. Uh, it's, it's, that's that's doable. That's doable. It's very doable. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you buy a whole mess of friends on, just, just start pumping, and you pick gangs with crappy toughness. I hate to yeah. say, Vansar, Cordor, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think the are only toughness three. Yeah. Most um,
1: gangs are only toughness three. Yeah, yeah
0: except the Meatnecks Yeah, but yeah, you do that, and you're literally, just get your opponent's gang addicted to Friends on. They, they're either having to buy Friends on, which is 20 credits, or they have to pay up to 120 credits
1: <laughs> to, to basically put their gangers through rehab. I want to just put a caveat to everything we're talking about here. This is not the way to play this no, no, this it's is, um, so
0: horrible. What do we so, call it? How to, how to lose friends and alienate people? Yeah, exactly. Uh, this, this is how to play like a scumbag.
1: Yeah, this is practising the dark arts of Necromunda. Do not do it. It is absolutely vile. Um, if you do happen to do it, though, tell us about it. and oh, please tell us about it. Show um, us your opponent's face once they realise what you're doing to them.
0: Okay, if you're going the illegal route and you buy ghast, it's only 30 credits.
1: At the end of that, you
0: have to make a willpower test. If they fail it, they suffer a decrease uh, of one for their willpower. But if they roll a natural 12, their mind is permanently damaged and they must begin the future battles subject to the insane condition. Oh. So you've literally you've literally given them the double gas and Coke and it's melted their brain. Oh, man. I... um. What were we talking about? Karma. We were, we were talking
1: about karma, we talking and we've gone about... the complete opposite okay. way. Over.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna buy karma. is 15 credits. It is not even illegal or rare. It is just like go for it, my son. It is 15 credits. I can oh. shoot sleepy potions
1: at people. This is this is the most. God, awful thing to do to your opponent. Just shooting them I'm not, them not the doing drug. it to an opponent. I'm going to do it to you.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm going to get you back for deleting that Vanzar episode. <laughs> I am going to ruin your gang by putting you
1: to sleep. I know the exact. I can tell you what's going to happen the next time we play a game. We'll just be loaded up on needle rifles it'd we'll be like oh yeah it's a card. no it's a needle rifle don't worry about it everybody's got needle rifles and everybody's rocking some sort of chem to fire across the table that is this is the most horrendous thing i've heard from you in a very long time this is so bad no i i do not approve i'm really,
0: I'm really looking forward to this
1: i do not approve. <laughs> it is so bad Oh my lord, no.
0: I'm going to write a new gang list, and I would like for you to read the next
1: entry. <laughs> let's let's move away from this. Uh, the next thing we're talking about, put this in your bloody needle rifle. The next one is a low sticks. Basically, a, an, a cigarette, for use of a better term, or a, an e-cigarette, I guess. Oh, it's not even an e-cigarette. So made of rolled paper containing scented plant-derived substance. It's a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah, We do not approve. Smoking is bad. Um, Punch a dart in the 41st millennium. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't punch darts. They're terrible. Um, So it causes a mildly narcotic sensation. So I guess that little bit of euphoria is what we're sort of getting the, the vibe off a lot of the drugs. Um, they're addictive and common amongst the Imperial guard and ma- menial workers. And they actually are mentioned in the Imperial Infra- Infantryman's Primer. Yeah. they were Yeah. So, yeah they mentioned in that. So they're, they're, they're they're, fa- they're, they're vast across the Imperium as well. Um, they come in narc tubes and is smoked through numerous forms of filters, depending on location in the galaxy. Low is either a tolerated recreational item or shunned and forbidden narcotic. It is favoured by the Imperial Garden PDF as a cheap way to relax before, during, and after combat. So it mm. does give that like little kick of, oh yeah, things aren't so bad right now. And so the low stub is a slightly different version of the low stick. It is much longer, th- it's a cigar. Um, is a much longer and thicker, similar <laughs> to ancient Terran cigars. Is not there? Uh, Lord Castellan Ursica Creed of Cadia was known to smoke low stubs.
0: So, okay, it's much like it's a cigar, it's a
1: cigar. Oh. Just say cigar, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a cigar. So, we've got cigarettes and cigars, don't do them, they're bad. They're, good. they're not good for you, but apparently in the some areas of forty-first millennium, they're perfectly fine. And we, actually, there is the, there's the famous there's one bit on the Goliath gang frame. Oh my god, the cigar, the cigar. <laughs> okay, I'm not even kidding.
0: One of those is somewhere on, like in the weird. Jag rug, I have under my chair here. Yeah. <laughs> one of them is in here somewhere because yeah. I was trying to put one onto one of my enforcers, snipped it, and it naturally it shot, shot off in flies different directions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. It's the exact same thing happened with me. I was, I was, I had it from a Goliath frame that I had. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to cut this off and I want to put it onto one of my Valhalla sergeants and vanished into the wind. Never to be seen again. So, proof that uh, not even the, the modeling gods want us to uh, no, what uh, is the smoke. Um, well, yeah.
0: I think it's great because um, in the rule book, a fighter equipped with low sticks is considered to be cool by the more gullible members of their gang. Games <laughs> workshop throwing shade on smokers. Love it. Any friendly fighter with an intelligence characteristic of eight plus or worse may use this fighter's cool characteristic instead of their own if they are within six inches and line of sight of this fighter. So basically, you have to be dumb. And you can be like, well, you know, Timmy Two Knives is punching that dart pretty hard. He looks pretty sick. I'm going (laughs) to hang out with him and not run away. Yes, I understand those three Vansara have been peppering me with plasma fire for the last 40 minutes, but... (laughs) I don't don't think it's plasma
1: fire. I don't think it's plasma fire. I think it's... It's uh, it's It's (laughs) karma. I I love that there's a movement to move away from plasma rifles and LAS rifles for the the just all needless and all All drugs. But uh, what what I like about that is you've got to have line of sight as well. But for me, the image I get of this person or this ganger just like dragging on their smoke is the it's a meme of matthew mcconaughey and it's just like yeah. <laughs> anybody who's smoking in necromunda has is pulling that face Nobody. It's just what, like what yeah, is going yeah. on <laughs> why why am i here what is what is happening to me why didn't i
0: get out of bed this morning i should have just <laughs> stayed at hovel <laughs>
1: Exactly, I should have stayed in Timmy Town. Should have stayed in Timmy Town. I think that's about enough of uh, talk about cigarettes and cigars in 40k. I mean, yeah, they're obvious. I like the rules for them. That's actually the probably the the, the most law appropriate rules I've heard. For
0: going to be dumb audience. to like them.
1: Yeah, you just feel <laughs> like uh, you're you're easily drawn in by somebody who's smoking. Yep, you can use his. Uh, his level of coolness, even though you're getting peppered. Yeah. What was the next one we're going to move just also, on you can't,
0: you can't stick a low stick in a needler, so I'm not interested. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it'd fit. Um, the next one up is Obscura. Now, Obscura produces a pleasant and dreamlike state, which lasts a few hours, but then turns into a deep depression once it wears off, unless another dose is taken. It is highly addictive and has been known to be smoked and injected directly into the bloodstream. It is found amongst all classes of civilians and military personnel in the Imperium and many smugglers make a good living by importing and selling the illegal substance. It is found amongst the middle and upper class citizens of the Imperium and is used frequently by the followers of Slaanesh in ritualistic activities. Obscure dens are fairly common in heavily populated areas within hives, and are notorious for being a frequented area by the less desirables found in every hive. Now, what is that going to do when I stick that into a needle rifle? Now, um...
1: I'm just going to say I prefer your, the pathway that the carriage took you on. The carriage took you on. Sorry. Wait, this is... am I allowed to start talking about him no, 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 no. Pathway. You're not. <laughs> I do prefer this pathway, that pathway to this. Crazy Are you person. making
0: a link between the narcotic trade on Necromunda and <laughs> the Under Empire? Because <laughs> this just might be the link that
1: breaks me. <laughs> um, if you say they're in an under empire, that would give the con- the concept that they could be a fungus because that's where funguses, fungi grow.
0: You mean fungi like orcs?
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, Pick it up what's putting
0: down. <laughs> <Yeah>. Now <laughs>
1: anyway, obscura in guns.
0: Um So a fighter under the influence of Obscura changes their movement characteristic to D6 and all their weapons count as having the reckless trait, So they're so off chops that they can't run properly, they're stumbling around, and occasionally if they swing their weapon, they're gonna brain the poor bloke standing next to them. Now, note, when they move, a fighter under the influence of Obscura must move the full distance rolled in a straight line even if this would take them into base contact with an enemy fighter, in which case they will engage that enemy fighter or over the edge of a ledge.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. That actually sounds more like the drunk as a skunk. Yeah. You know, like bump into somebody like, oh, I'll well, go on then, I'll have you. Yeah. yeah. Fighters
0: under the influence of Obscura must still respect the one inch rule if they cannot get into base contact with an enemy fired when moving they must stop one inch away now much like earlier uh Roll 2d6 add their toughness if the result is 12 or more they do shake off the effects of that chem now what are we doing here so when a dose of obscura wears off the fighter enters a deep melancholy and they may only perform a single action in each of their activations for the remainder of the battle. That sucks. Uh-huh. Even if you've been shot by this or you've taken it, I can't imagine why you'd take it You or you've been given it, whatever. Even after you've rolled that 12 and you've shaken it off, you can only do one thing. So no charging. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, no. No. During the wrap-up, any fighter who used Obscura must make a toughness check. If the check has failed, they become addicted to Obscura and they can only be a crew, included on a crew on a D6 roll of 4 plus prior to the battle. And once again, you're shaking that addiction. 2D6 times 10, you're sending them off to the clinic.
1: Let me pause you here. And this is something for the listeners right now. I hope... You can all hear it in his voice, how giddy and happy he is about this. But I can see him, and he has got the look (laughs) of an absolute psychopath at the moment. He's just like, next drug, next drug. What can the next drug do? What's what's the next drug in my needler? You absolute banana. Like This this isn't even about the law anymore. This is about all the drugs you can stick into a needle rifle. I
0: resemble that accusation sir
1: (laughs) you resemble that (laughs) that's very true
0: (laughs) i am just saying that i find it a little bit strange that you are willing to make such faceless and frankly upsetting allegations about me i'm naturally this giddy
1: (laughs) rubbish Anyway, what I don't understand: who's taking Obscura in a battle?
0: No, that's the thing. You you would really be giving Obscura to uh, people you have captured, yeah, so right, right. Yeah. you can give Obscura to a fighter you hold captive, or you slap that bad boy in a needle rifle.
1: This is your this is your Einstein moment, isn't it? It's like I've come up with the so, best idea. Think about
0: it this way: I really don't want to go into this yet. But uh, the Needle Rifle, all right, the something that somehow has completely just hid underneath my radar up until right now is Rare 9, okay? Rare 9. And if you do a, let's say, Venator Gang, your Hunt Leader can have any common or rare equipment with a value of up to and including 11. All right, okay. your hunt champions up to 10. So I can literally start. So if I go the option four, where my hunt leader is like blister skill two plus, and my hunt champions are blister skill two plus, I could viably do a Vettor gang. Yep. Who are all all like the the hierarchy have needlers and just oh. a whole mess of obscure
1: and friends on. Go like back. two points derived from this. Yes number one, we're doing a war episode on, on drugs. So yes. we'll maybe circle back around to that at some stage. Yes. Uh, number two, this gang, though, is all just actual drug dealers on ne- Necromunda? Correct, yes. they would all
0: be drug dealers creating a new customer base. Yes. Gang idea. Yeah. These are the Timmy Town Locos.
1: Oh, yes. What, what's Timmy what's Two Knives doing then? Is he... Is it, is
0: he's got Two Knives, but that's backup for when you get too close for the needler.
1: <laughs> that's like... Well, all you're really doing is just... Uh, what is it? Uh... Oh, what is it? Slide of hand sort of thing. He's called Timmy Two knives, So it's like yeah. distraction. That's the word I was looking for. So you're distracting people by calling him Timmy Two Nice. but then he rocks up with a needler to, and just like a, a suitcase full of different cams he's going to shoot at you. Yep.
0: Yep. And I'd, I would model the suitcase and he'd just, he'd open it up and be like, hmm, well, obscure. Honestly, my go-to is going to be obscure because <laughs> like it. It's thirty credits, but it's it's double the cost of karma. I get that, but it's only a league late. It's not it's not that bad,
1: mate. The the nonsense you'd be doing to your opponent is worth
0: it. No, no, no. Just you. Just I will refuse <laughs> to play the Timmytown Locos against anyone else, but you,
1: <sighs>
0: because I don't even know how we got onto this idea of drugging other people. How have I? I'm I'm genuinely shocked that with all of our scumbag friends, why has no one played the
1: scumbag rules? I'm thinking the exact same thing. Like the amount of games where I've had been like, okay, no, that I was within charge range. No, 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 you weren't. Okay, whatever. If they had done this to me, I would just be like, I've got a level for respect for you now. Like, yeah, that was that was genius, and you've ruined my campaign. Thank you very much.
0: I'm not even mad. I'm not even yeah. mad.
1: How can well, you be? Mate. Well played! Oh wow! Anyway, as I said, let's circle back. We'll circle, to, back. We'll circle to back to an back. actual lore podcast.
0: Obscura um, is awesome. It's another. Um, I imagine the, uh, like the slave guild, the enforcers, that sort of thing. Oh. They're using this on prisoners to basically keep them placid.
1: Yeah, and it's it, it's more it's more of a viable and probably more aggressive drug to use than karma. Yeah. with karma, they're sort of, it's just purely sedative. This is like, no, 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 we're going to, we're going to mess you up. Um, but it, it's sort of got a bit of a vibe of an opioid or something along those yeah. lines. So well, The rule
0: book literally says it's a recreational narcotic used from the noble hedonistia of the spire to the camdens of the underhive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it does. Yeah. It reminds me of opioids. That sort oh. of thing.
1: Um, yeah. Which leave people in that sort of fugue, hazy type state. Yeah. And then the fact that slanish rituals also use it as well is a key indicator that it is a naughty, no good drug. It's not anywhere
0: it's near it. Naughty. Once again, as we said, real life. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. It's obscure. Use all of them.
1: <laughs>
0: in your needle and rifle My needle
1: rifle <laughs> what do we have next we okay. have oh slot so slort, also known as onslaught is an imperial drug that heightens awareness and improves reaction time literally speeding up the user but causing fatigue and neural damage with prolonged use it is often used by imperial military forces in combat or during other emergencies it is a crude combat drug made from da- a dangerous combination of amphetamines and mutant rat adrenal glands. Very I yummy. Slaught enhances the individual's fighting abilities, increasing alertness and speed by slowing down a person's perception of the world around them. It is like mega, mega awesome caffeine, basically.
0: Yeah. Ugh. And that is definitely shown in the stats uh effect in game your weapon skill and initiative go up to a two plus and you get an extra attack
1: wow so uh, it's like that uh future armor episode where fry pulls all the people out of the burning fire
0: slam he, he, he drank all the slim.
1: Oh yeah drank all the slim. so he's yeah. just grabbing all these people and, pull, and it, like he's just moving at a normal speed but the rest of it like Everybody just sees him going at, like, lightning speed. And that's exactly what Slaught would be doing. Now, just for the sake of completeness, as you've derailed us so completely, can you shoot this one out of your needle rifle?
0: It's a chem, so yes, yes, you can. (laughs) Would you want to shoot someone and give them a weapon skill and initiative of uh, 2+, and an extra attack?
1: Can you shoot your own guys?
0: No, you can't, you cannot yeah. shoot your own guys. But remember, if you shoot them with multiple chems, um, they may go out of action. So you just you just want to be really wanting to be stacking those negative side <laughs> effects because much like Obscura and uh, was it Friendzon? Yeah, because Frenzon is uh, has slot in it.
1: Yeah, 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 so that's like the combo drug. this is just one yeah. element of it. Um, oh so,
0: so if you that's take,
1: actually not funny because yeah. you could just you could just load them up with like yeah yeah, yeah have all this slot oh you're out of action oh, yeah like... have slot and obscura
0: and karma and screw yeah. it i slime and yeah. uh, monster energy drink yeah. um, monster energy drink please feel free to sponsor us i promise not to shoot your product into people walking down my street <laughs> But during the wrap up, once again, any fighter who uses slot must make a toughness check. If they've failed it, they become addicted to slot. And if they don't take slot before the next before each battle, uh, their weapon skill and initiative are reduced to a five plus. So they basically just become super sluggish in combat and their yeah, attacks right. also go
1: down to a one. So it's basically the 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 reverse effect of yeah. Whatever, whatever benefits they were getting flips onto them and they potentially become addicted to it as well.
0: See, but if they are addicted to it and they then take it, they don't get the original benefits of the weapon skill and initiative of 2+, and the plus 1 to their attacks. If they're addicted and they take slot, um, their weapon skill and initiative becomes a 3+, plus, but they gain no bonus to their attacks. Um, so oh, there's still a negative. Yeah. Um, but interestingly enough, a fighter can shake their addiction to slaughter by voluntarily going into recovery during any post battle sequence. So
1: cold turkey you're effectively
0: if you go cold turkey, you're oh. out for, you're out for a fight, you come back the oh. next week, you're sweet.
1: right so it's it's I guess with the combination of the the rules plus what we know about the law, it's not as a as an addictive drug, um, I wouldn't say it's as addictive. No. Yeah, so that must be coming from the rat adrenal glands. Well, but I,
0: well, I love do you think it's just because it's a? It, it might be quote unquote cleaner than
1: some of the other ones. Yeah, no. When when you mention when we mention rat adrenal glands, I think I do think cleanliness. You're right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely um, not. No, I no. I think it's just yeah. It's probably just built. As a combat booster drug, and yeah, it's not designed to wreck the soldiers. It's designed to because, as I say, it's it's an imperial drug, so it's it's almost sanctioned. It's like yes, this is this thing's good to go. You shouldn't have it on Necromunda, but you do have it, and basically the Imperials, the Imperium thinks, yeah, this thing's fine to use for us.
0: We're not angry. We're disappointed. Like yeah. we understand yeah. you're going to use it, but we don't oh. want you to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's no. for the for our
1: armies only.
0: It's for our it's for our drugged up warrior yeah. people.
1: Quick I, little side note: Space Marines on slawt. That's cool.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Have you not been introduced to uh, our Lord and Savior Fulgrim of the Emperor's Children? <laughs> the, the Emperor's Children use slot <laughs> as like artificial sweetener in their recaf in the morning. <laughs> Before they
1: get onto the real hard stuff um, so we' it might make the imperial fist slightly more interesting if they took any of these drugs just quickly boo boo of
0: course yeah. no you, because like, you'd give you'd give an imperial fist a bunch of these drugs and you'd just be like, hey guys, do you guys want to build a fence um <laughs> He- I've taken me. some friends on, and yeah. I can
1: build this like really quick.
0: He- hear me out, okay? Because I've already built the fence, and I want <laughs> you guys to come have a look at my fence. Yeah. And they've built like this giant wall around the Palinite cluster. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, what did? When did you build this? Oh, this morning. This morning. Yeah. Me and me and third company were just like, you know, to be cool do a bunch of friends on and let's build a fence so We <laughs> built a fence and um yeah we ended the whole succession it was actually really easy um like oh thanks thanks dude you go to high five him and he just rips your arm off like, yeah. oh, sorry yeah. side
1: effect <laughs> yeah side effect you lose an arm <laughs> um that's
0: why you don't hang out with imperial fist
1: Boom. now Blah.
0: the next one uh yeah. Stinger mold. Stinger mold is cool because it's not really a drug. It's something grows natural, so it's going to be legalized next year. (laughs) Stinger mold is an extremely rare breed of fungus that can be found growing in the bad zones under the hive cities of Necromunda. It is highly valuable due to its healing and regenerative properties, being renowned among doctors and surgeons who covet it greatly. In some areas, it is even harvested for use in the hive, the spires of nobles, or even for sale off-world. Now, the mould can only be found in specific areas of the Badlands, where organic sewage and radioactive waste mix, and even then it will only grow at a certain temperature. When it does, it will bloom in a matter of hours, before exploding to spread the poisonous spiked spores which are its namesake into the ventilation ducts. As soon as it has blossomed, the mould withers and dies. However, if the mould can be harvested before it blooms, then the spores can be processed into a balm or compress, which when applied to even the most dire of wounds, will vastly enhance and accelerate the body's own innate healing process.
1: Yes, a good drug.
0: A more good drug. A more good drug. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, this, yeah, this, this seems great. This, this isn't even really a drug. This is just medicine.
1: Yeah, this is fine. This is, this is your um, Nurofen and Panadol mixed together, basically. Yeah.
0: yeah. That being said, to the right penal legionnaire, you know, friendzons on is medicine as well. But true, no, true. This, this genuinely seems like medicine to me. Um. Oh. And you can tell it's uh, all, all the bad drugs we've talked about so far have actually been quite cheap. The good drugs, Stingamold, 75 credits and Rare 13. On oh, the right. Rates. Wow. Yeah, not cheap. Um, and uh, a dose of Stingamold in game terms can be used after a fighter has rolled on the lasting injury table. If the result is a roll of anything other than a 66, memorable death, the result is ignored, including positive results such as 11, lesson learned, and the fighter is instead just out cold.
1: Oh, that's now, cool. So it, it shows, shows the healing properties, basically. Yeah. Well, again, it,
0: it shows those exact lorical properties there mm. where, hey, doctors and surgeons covet it greatly because anything short of death, it seems to fix
1: yeah right that's that's really really awesome that's mate why aren't they why aren't they farming this why aren't they mass producing this this is this there's, is the the way to go okay, you've you've played 40k yeah
0: you know I there's there's, there's there's no money in like saving your population you have to exterminate the xenos
1: that that is true yes yeah. I, okay. I i i do apologize i've let myself down you've you've embarrassed yourself and you've embarrassed yes. our listeners <laughs>
0: Weirdly enough though, alternatively, a fighter can actually attempt to use a dose of Stinger mold to remove an existing large lasting injury. Now, during the last step of the post battle sequence, after distributing equipment, but before updating the gang roster, roll a D six for any fighter attempting to use Stinger mold in this way. On a five or a six, effects of one lasting injury the fighter has suffered are immediately negated. So amazing. If you get this sort of mid to late game, you can try and use this, and yeah, get rid of that leg injury or eye injury or whatever. You know, seventy five credits
1: is usually a little cheaper than Bionics, or but you know, yeah, I get, I guess so. But like I'm thinking about it from the logical sense of, of of it. Like, imagine that you you blinded one eye and then you you rub a bit of stinger mold in there, and two days later, phew. <laughs> she's yeah, all good yeah i mean that's almost heretical at that stage you wouldn't be able to use too much of it you wouldn't be able to get away with too much of it without i don't know potentially um drawing the attention of people who are going to go oh, this seems a little bit too convenient a little bit too space magic-y well
0: everyone knows of its healing capabilities it what does it say there? It vastly enhances and accelerates the body's own innate healing process. Um, I can't imagine it's going to fix, you know, oh, the hell would it be? Would it go to the extent of regrowing lost limbs? No. I can't imagine. I can't it imagine. Might it might fix a limb, but yeah, a limb. Gonna, yeah, a limb, scars, that sort of thing there.
1: But I can't imagine. What if bigger. you've already got the bionic and then it tries to regrow the limb? You're in a world of trouble.
0: You're gonna be a weird three armed guy, and if you don't have forehead ridges and a purple tinge to your skin, people look down on you <laughs> if you have a third arm.
1: So wait, you're saying that the the Gene Stealer cult doesn't get looked down on. It's just like, oh, that's that's Gary Gene Stealer.
0: I'll ignore it's him.
1: Old,
0: it's on Gary Gene Stealer and his mate Alex the Aberrant. Alright? <laughs> you leave them alone. That that whole group of theirs the joyous congregation of the smiling god all they, they they do their work they have a soup kitchen on sundays and apparently everyone who joins that soup kitchen thinks they're good enough to join their little church so maybe <laughs> you should stop smirching the good name of theirs and
1: have some soup
0: and have some soup. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, That's how they spread it. Yeah <laughs> the they, customer, every single hive is the soup is the Gene Steeler cult soup kitchen. Yeah, they've they've
0: <laughs> filled it with obscura and karma. You drink it, you have your soup, you're like, oh I'm a little bit sleepy. <laughs> Boom, gene stealer kiss. Okay, gang idea.
1: No. no. <laughs> gene stealer soup kitchen.
0: <laughs> yeah, jeans. Actually, no terrain idea. Done. I'm building yeah. in my marketplace. Gene silicone cult, soup kitchen. Um, so yeah, signal, so
1: just- no finger No effects, though. That's a, it's all it's a, it's a good thing. Mm. Can't we have a good thing?
0: Not because I can't put this in a needle rifle. <laughs> what's, the, what's the point? You can. No, you can. You can only shoot it at your
1: enemies. Why would I try a, and shoot why healing? Why light not? Light why not? Why not bring a little bit of positivity to the battlefield? Actually, no, I did that at the at the tournament and yeah. no, we had a moment of positivity and the poor the poor ganger who was running to help out his mate was sculled by a lasgun. So Exactly. That's I still need to remind myself, do not exactly. focus on the positives.
0: Play like a scumbag, hmm. lose friends and alienate people. All right the needle rifle, needle rifle supremacist movement is coming to a hive near you. This is honestly the only way I want to play from now on. Against Take you you're
1: absolutely nonsense. You. Away. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of that fact <laughs> against me. You colossal jerk. All right, so Stinger Mould. Fantastic. Good for yeah, you. Great. Grab uh, it where you can get it. I
0: I think it's great. And the ability to... Yeah, just straight up remove the long term effects of anything that's short of death. I think oh. it's fantastic. Seventy five credits, rare thirteen. It's not exactly cheap, but keeping one of those bad boys handy, and you know, keep it in the um, keep it in the stash because that leader or champion gets a lasting injury. Oh. You use yeah. that bad boy, and don't even worry about it. He's just got
1: to sleep it off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just have a nice kit and he sorted. Oh, that's good. I like Stinger Mold. Finally, a good one. Yeah, Well,
0: <laughs> jump into the next one and really just shatter that. Uh, yeah, bring it all back there. Shatter that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Spur. Spur is a is the name given to a number of similar similar stimulants, all of which boost the nervous system, improving senses muscle reaction speed of thought but there is the side effect that it, it's short-lived and wears off quite quickly so like even as short as a couple of minutes or maybe you might might be able to generate a uh, sort of a half hour out of it so i guess spur is is one of those stimulants like it, it's a coverall do you know what i mean yeah. very much like the word stims you know there's so stims, so you have stims as well. So you have spurs, stims, and they're, they're sort of these these completely cover all things for any sort of stimulants or any sort of performance boosters. Mm. Um, and I guess, yeah, they sort of, they they share, share the same page, I guess. And it, the the stims themselves, they're utilised also by the Imperium. Um, spur, I'm not too sure whether or not that's actually used by the Imperium. It's been hard to find definitive info about it. I think it's just a different
0: name. Like stims yeah, okay. yeah. Seems to be the stuff that's used on an Imperial scale. Hmm. Interestingly enough, doesn't have rules for Necromunda, whereas Spur seems to be the gang sort of hive version of stims and does have rules. I think stim, yeah, Right. Um, Stems may just be the sort of uh, old. Remember the old rules for combat drugs for the Imperial yeah. Guard and like the yeah. Rogue Crater RPGs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember there were stim
1: injectors that um, I'm trying to think which unit had them. Uh, completely escapes me. It's way back in my ancient memory. Um, there was stem injectors, so they although they're utilised by the Imperium, they're often illegal on Imperial Imperial worlds. Hmm. And that means that they're controlled by the criminal networks, which is perfect for Necromunda. Um, so but some stims, like combat stims, are legally used by military forces. So pretty much what I was saying there is like you have a group of STEMs that the Imperial go the Imperium go, these are all great, let's pump our soldiers for them. But our Imperial citizens, our gangers, our hive worlds, these are all things you cannot put your gribbly little paws on. These are for imperial use only, which is, you know, a pretty probably pretty standard practice as well. Like, we can have it, you can't go near it sort of thing.
0: I can't imagine that type of hypocrisy being a big concept in the Imperium, though. I, do you really think they'd be silly enough to be like, oh, well, we're allowing our Imperial Guard to use these drugs, don't you? Civilians use it or, I don't know... We do hate all those dirty Xenos, but those Jacara make pretty cool digital <laughs> weapons for us. Yeah, uh, it's true. It's it's pretty like, standard practice for the Imperium, yeah. isn't it? Hypocrisy just... Oh, my God. Okay. I have... Okay, if you thought I was done before, um, I've only just realized why they're called digital weapons. You because joking? you wear them on your digits.
1: Are you joking?
0: No, I'm 100% serious. I was about to make a joke about it. It's okay, as long as you got my monkey rings. And then I'm like, I always just figured digital as in like,
1: digital, like, like a digital watch. Right. I've had my moment with Imperial Tights and you've had your moment with Digi. Digi, as in digit. As in digit. I'm not even
0: kidding. I've never felt this dumb in my life.
1: Jeez. <laughs> this is the audience. This is not scripted. This is like, um, I was this many years old when I found. I out. was
0: this. I was thirty-seven years old when I finally clicked that digital weapons are worn on the digits.
1: Yep. Captain Tycho, digi lasers on yeah. his
0: knuckles. Yeah. Every Inquisitor Four. ever. Every. Four. Praetor in Horus Heresy. Yeah.
1: Huh. Oh, man. I... <laughs> I'm, I'm happy, but I'm, I'm sort of wondering I'm... about my life choices now that yeah, I do this with you.
0: I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> I'm actually, um, I'm blown away by that. Yeah. Circling so so,
1: back? Yeah, circling back.
0: Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. <laughs> thy name is Imperium. Yeah. <laughs> true true spur on the other hand in uh the game sense you've nailed it on there it's a stimulant it makes you faster it makes you quicker your movement characteristic goes up by two and your initiative characteristic goes to a two plus Uh, the yeah interestingly enough though you must check to see if it wears off in each
1: subsequent end phase yeah, I was about to ask that like because the the lorical side of it says it can last maybe a few minutes. It's yeah. like it's almost like a I don't know, something you could just like sniff and just be like, Okay, I'm I'm G'd up, I'm ready yeah. to go. Yeah, right. Okay.
0: It every other drug bar stingamold basically is a Hey, it's like this for the remainder of the battle. This is like it how it is for the remainder of the battle. You're once again rolling that two D six, add the toughness. If it's ten or more, the spurs worn off, you're no longer subject to its effects.
1: Yeah, right. No chance of addiction though. Okay, so it's just a little little pep me up sort of thing. It's 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 adrenaline, I guess. There we go. Perfect. Exactly what it is. Yeah.
0: It's it's a combat drug that you're basically just, yep. Get the old EpiPen, jam it in <laughs> and go to I was down. about to say that,
1: it's an EpiPen. Yeah. You just like punch it into your leg. Jesus, I can move. And you start yeah.
0: running. Yeah. I can move. And then you've, you've done that, you know, 50 yard dash and all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. That's, that's run out. Ah, oh, I've, I've grabbed Goblin Juve's EpiPen again. It's not cool. the full adult size. Uh, you know, although a Goliath sized EpiPen I imagine is just a fire extinguisher.
1: <laughs> Implanted straight into like the neck or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't yeah, need to but
0: they all they all do it via the neck. Yeah,
1: because it's it's it's, <laughs> the, it's how you do it the
0: hardest. Yeah, it's the hard way to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right, so yeah, Spur's spurs cool but it's it's just like a I don't want to use this term, but I'm going to. It's a recreational one, really. It's a little it bit of fun. It is. Yeah. Yeah. tap into it, move on. But the, I just realised we didn't mention what the actual stims do or the the stimulants do that the the Imperium make legal. So those ones are for um, removing pain from a fighter. So it's, it's interesting that they're not actually in the um, in the the rules as well, but. Um, so they mask pain and drive fighters on when their bodies would otherwise give up is what they're saying here. But they can have quite disastrous effects, like including death, when you have excessive use of stims. So, and oh. also leading to addiction and other other types of effects that are just all nasty, which I imagine the Imperium would just write off and just be like, no, just keep taking them. Just keep just, taking
0: them. Just You're keep fine. taking them. You're absolutely fine. Um, yeah. Don't even worry about it, buddy. But 100%, the Imperium, at the end of the day, is not going to care. The type of troopers, penal legionnaires, um, a great example is the Savlark Hemdogs. Do you really think they care if a couple of uh, penal legionnaires die because they've taken too many drugs? No, they... Not at all. What what do they care? Um, As long as you capture that bunker or you you know, you do what they need done. Bane at that titan. Bane at that titan. Mm. Yeah, but like the the types of troopers that have be taking these things, the vast majority of them are going to be even more disposable than your average Imperial Guardsman. So if we're looking at it from a gang perspective, where the people taking them, like you said before, the control of... A lot of these cams are going to be held by criminal networks. Mm. You've got the uh, the narco lords on Necromunda, for example. Um, their their gangs have basically hired scum. They don't care if they do too much spur and have a heart attack, yeah. all over. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, as long as you capture that territory or you take out that rival dealer. You're a you're a uh, tax write-off basically. <laughs>
1: tax write-off. You're a
0: tax write-off.
1: Uh, just crunch the I... numbers with Lord Helmore's accountant. Oh no no no, they're, they're all written up. Don't worry about them. I yeah. can
0: uh, I can sell your corpse to the uh, corpse guild and yeah. make a few bucks off the off that one there. So at the end of the day, I win. Yeah,
1: eventually you become gas and I'll probably end up selling you later on. So done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a <laughs> A lot of talk about drugs, my friend um, I think we've covered off most of them To be honest
0: I'm not going to lie I've got an overwhelming urge To start a music festival um, <laughs> And <laughs> Weirdly enough Because it's probably not where you expected me To go with that To climb a tower with a needle rifle And fire obscura and calmer at them all And then sell them
1: and just make profit. Yeah, just... Just make, it's pure profit.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I'm going to say you're sorry, a genius, but you're I'm not going
0: to do that, but that's a, it's what the kids call a real dick move. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about drugs, and closing thoughts on these? Do you have a gang idea, actually? Do you have a gang idea? Because I do.
1: My gang idea is... A bunch of guys using using needle rifles to generate more customers. And it's entirely my own creation, that game,
0: That's fine. I'll I'll allow it. That's fine. You've obviously had nothing original. And you've you've stolen my intellectual property. You'll be hearing from my solicitor. Can't Um, wait. His name is Timmy. (laughs) (laughs) He is... From the Timmytown Locos,
1: yep. yeah, yeah. No, I, I love the idea of the, the gang coming out there, just like with needle rifles, just creating more customers in the hive. Yeah, what an it's... absolute bunch of monsters.
0: Yeah, real, real scumbag movies. Like yep. you gotta respect the hustle.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And what about yourself? What's your gang idea?
0: Um, yeah, the Timmytown Locos. Um, I'd most likely run them as Venators, Ooh. and yeah, I really like I really like that concept of just win by overwhelming douchebaggery.
1: <laughs> just
0: just shoot your entire opponent's gang with as many cams as possible. I mean, if you really wanted to. You could play them as Escher, because didn't they get the combi? Yeah, uh, they got the combi. Yeah, but why would bolter? you use
1: that? No. Yeah,
0: but the bolt. Because you got a bolt gun just in case. Just in case you've got like um, I know an Ambot or something like that coming against you.
1: Oh, true, true. Yeah.
0: But if you've got um, the remember they had the cool combi needle, uh, bolt pistol needler. Yeah. 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 Gets a a shooting skill. Um, oh, can the Asher get shooting skills? Um, no, they can't.
1: Damn.
0: Cool. Um, I was gonna say it'd be great if you have got like a gang queen with two bolt pistol needle, like combi
1: bolt pistols. Um, He's going I off don't... punching off double shots per round. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, because the Asher, the Asher cams are a whole. Different game And there's There's so much To talk about them there We're not going to do that tonight because, no. um, We are done Because that's a great way to You'd actually create your own customers And then <laughs> if you're the only Escher gang You're the only one who can sign. Oh right, proper monopoly Yeah, you literally create a monopoly Of
1: Your own camps Right, that, that's an even better idea. That's my yeah. new game idea, by the way. That's
0: your new game? Well, that's where the stims come in, because uh, the stims are basically all of the Escher chems. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, you could... No, no, I'm not becoming a capitalist Escher player. <laughs> yeah, Timmytown Locos, Venator Gang your leader and your two champions all have needle rifles and you run that gang real bare bones, just enough gangers like players with gang fighter to make your gang legal. And everything else is spent on chems and needle rifles. Your (laughs) aim, because once you put them, if if you can get them down and get their stats bad enough, just capture them, just capture them. And then you're, you're just selling them to guilders.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, just sell them off to the guilders. Get yeah. his coin for them. Reload all your cams. Go New cam- again.
0: New cams. Buy them off that Escher player.
1: Done. Yes. Mate, it's so... It's actually disgusting. and It I would, is. It is I, I would hate to see it in a campaign, but um, bring it on, you colossal yeah. jerk.
0: Yeah. I'm going to be an absolute turd and play this against you. I'm going to start building some Venators. Not tonight, because once again... I'm very tired yeah. Um, and yeah let's close this bad boy off do you have any closing words there
1: no 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 i'm i'm pretty much done i think we've we've done a lot of talking regarding um the chems so i've definitely been inspired to want to use them more and i can guarantee you the next thing i'll be doing is picking up the House of Blades and reading through all of their chems and all of their stims and seeing how they can be used in needle weaponry.
0: Oh, do you want to do a a gang needle rifle versus needle rifle?
1: Absolutely. When you come at me with this gang of yours, I will be coming at you with a carbon copy and it'll just be be seeing who can force each other's gang members to be addicted the most.
0: As long as I get to bring digi-weapons, I'm absolutely fine. Also, needle pistols as backup weapons, so you can still shoot cams. (laughs) 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 Okay, before I start ranting about them again, we'll close this one off, and let's have a look. Do we have a quote? Yes, we do.
1: Oh, we do have a quote. Oh, fantastic. And
0: this quote here comes to us from the Book of Judgment. The best slot comes from the East Town gals, but you're better off looking for friends on elsewhere. Had a proper funny turn on their last batch. And that's Gax Steeltooth of the Oxide Crushers of House Goliath. And that was our latest episode of the Underhive Lawkeepers podcast. As always, I am Spamiel, and on behalf of the Lawkeeper team thank you for listening. Please follow us on our social media pages available in the show notes and don't forget to follow and review us on your preferred podcast platform. As always, if you have any questions, complaints, corrections, or if you are interested in an apprenticeship with the Timmytown Locos, please reach out to us at lawkeepers at gmail.com. Thanks.